Hey, my name is Russ, and you're listening to the Russ Rants Podcast. It's a show about a lot of nothing, and yet a whole lot of something at the same time. It could be about what generally infuriates me, current events, or just whatever comes to the top of my head. Either way, I am excited that you're here with us, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get on to the rant. Are you guys movie people? You know, I haven't really had too many people give me feedback yet or talk to me about, you know, to what extent they've actually tuned into the podcast. But it, so far, I will say the reviews have been positive, and I, for that, I am grateful for those that are willing to give me some feedback and keep me in line and tell me that, yes, this made sense, or this one I wanted you to elaborate a little bit more or tell a few more stories. So thank you very much for those that are. But I, I wanted to know, for those that are listening, for those that are actually you know willing to tune in, I want to know something about you guys. Um, are you guys movie people? Do you guys like movies? This podcast is not about movies, but it, there is something that kind of struck my 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 notice the other day. I I am a big movie person. I, I love actors. I love I love the Oscars to a degree. It's kind of gotten a little bit drawn out and long, but I do consider myself to be a movie person. Uh, my wife and I. Well, you know, as you kind of got from our marriage podcast, which people did enjoy, so thank you very much for tuning into that. But as you can kind of tell, we're very different, and that's what makes our marriage special, and that's what makes our relationship awesome, is that we do not agree with each other on everything. Uh, and if anything, I would say that we complement each other in areas uh, where we fall short or just don't prefer or wish to be strong in those areas. So with the area of movies... Uh, my wife and I have very different tastes, but when we can make it work or whenever we have picked a rare gem of a movie, that's when we have those rare moments of looking at each other as the credits are rolling at the end and we say to each other, that was great. That was a fantastic movie. That was worth it. And so what what struck my notice and what this podcast is going to be about um, is the, the movie that I that's catching my notice here is called The Intern. Okay, and this is a movie that my wife pushed for because I am your traditional dude, uh, and I'm going to say that loosely. I mean, everyone has their own movie preferences based on who you are, but I am to I, I have the affinity for action movies or simple plot lines where I feel satisfaction and someone's going to kick butt at the end and I can tune out. Like that's the kind of movie I want. I want the satisfactory A to B to Z resolution. My wife Pola. She kind of likes a little bit more depth, or she likes a little bit of complexity. She loves awkward humor, so she loves rom-coms. And I don't mind rom-coms. I have come around a little bit. You know, she showed me the movie Crazy Rich Asians recently. I thought it was pretty cute. But she, Pola loves, like, awkward humor. And so I kind of try to stay away from her movie choices, but she gets bored of my action movies, so she stays away from mine. And so whenever we do find those rare movies, like I just mentioned, they're gems and we try to buy them as soon as we can or store them or make sure that we have the right streaming service that has them because they are cherished amongst us. And so the one movie that came to mind, you guys let me know if you've seen it. And if you haven't, I do highly recommend it, but it's the movie called The Intern. Starring Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway. And here's the brief synopsis of this movie, okay? Uh, an adorable 70-something-year-old man. Yes, Robert De Niro's getting up there, but boy, oh boy, has he aged well. Not important. And he's this retired man, and he's a widower, a recent widower. And he's doing this intro into this movie, and, and you find out that this man is looking for 
another season of purpose. He's done it all. The kids have moved out. You know, his wife has passed on. He's got a good pension or a good retirement plan. Um, he's, he owns the house, but that's not enough. He, you know, he, he describes in the beginning of the video, he's tried to keep busy. He tried to, you know, make a routine. Otherwise, he would go crazy. He would go to the coffee shop. He'd get the paper. He would do stuff, activities in order to just stay sane. And so the intro to the movie is actually very clever. It's actually a video interview because he applies for a cutting-edge online shopping business's uh, internship program for elderly people. And, uh, yeah, that's the plot is that this guy is, is an intern and he's a senior guy. And, and uh, Anne Hathaway plays the role of, of um, a young yet ambitious yet inexperienced and disorganized CEO of this huge company, online shopping. And um, so anyways, Robert De Niro gets hired, and Anne Hathaway uh, is assigned him as the intern. There's a few other interns that get adorably and awkwardly selected for other people, but Anne Hathaway gets Robert De Niro, and she doesn't like him at the very beginning at all. She feels it's a waste of time. She tells him, you know, quite frankly, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to use you. Uh, Just wait at your desk here with your fancy schmancy new MacBook, and I will email you when I need something. And so, like, at the very beginning of the movie, it shows him, like, just waiting all day at his desk in this really cool retro building. What they did is they – this online shopping company – this is important, by the way, okay? And if you've already seen it, just bear with me, and you can butcher my description of this movie. That's cool. That's what Russ Rents is all about. But um, this office building that he's working in is this really cool, like, old brick building, I think, or really old historical building that they basically gutted. It used to be a factory of some kind. They gutted it, and it's just now an open concept, a bunch of tables, you know, and and MacBooks everywhere, and everyone's got their kind of own mobile little desk. It looks very hipsterish. It actually looked really cool. Um, you can probably Google it, but it's a very cool office. And so he's just sitting at his desk with his MacBook in this old historical building, really, really cool, and nothing happens. And so for a few days, she doesn't give him anything. But then due to circumstances that Anne Hathaway can't control, her company is now reviewing new CEOs because they feel like she can't stay organized enough to bring them to the next level, blah, 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 blah. So throughout this movie, Anne Hathaway is forced to give Robert De Niro more things to do. And Robert De Niro, you know, against Anne Hathaway's wishes, is getting more and more involved in Anne's personal life. He, he meets her daughter, her husband. A lot of personal stuff happens through the movie. Fantastic. It was very funny, very adorable. Again, this isn't totally my kind of movie, but I'd watch it again anytime. That's why it, it's bringing back fond memories right now. Why am I talking about this? Through the movie, about halfway through to three quarters, Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro's relationship is getting a lot stronger. She's starting to trust him more. She's kind of starting to lean on him a little bit. And he's reciprocating like he loves it. He's enjoying the fact that it's given him purpose. And he kind of feels a little bit of responsibility for his new boss. Okay, kind of cool. And one night, she's working late because she's the CEO. It's nighttime. The You know, it's dark outside. And Robert De Niro is waiting at his desk patiently still for that email. And she's and she's shocked. She's like, why are you still here? And he said, well, the, you know, boss hasn't left. My job is to serve the boss. You know, that's what I'm here for. And so she brings over like a box of like cold pizza and says, you want some? It's supper or whatever. And they get to talking. Okay. They get to talk. It's not about work anymore. It's just about, well, who are you? And she's asked, I don't remember the character's name, but she's like, you know, Robert De Niro, who are you? Where'd you come from? What's your story? And he gives her the brief, you know, widower and all that. And he says, I, I used to sell phone books. I used to make phone books. I was in the phone book making industry. And 
they get to talking more and more and he starts talking about the line of work and what he did. And then suddenly Anne Hathaway's eyes widen and she, she just looks up shocked and she looks up at him and says, you used to work here. And he's like, yes, I did. And it, what turns out was, is he was a phone book making manager. I don't remember what his position was, but he worked in that historical building before this new company took over. That was his, that was what he retired in was the phone book business. And she learned that and was just amazed. And she kind of asked him more questions and you kind of get more and more of the sense of how, well, really like how uh, competent Robert De Niro's character is how he's got expertise, experience, you know, how seasoned he is. And she just marvels and just, and just moves on forward to the movie. Very adorable things happen. A lot of funny and laughs. It was great. But that moment stood out to me. That moment stood out to me. And that's what this Russ Rants podcast is about today. It's very simple. It's just me. Guests are coming. I've already showed you one. We've got a few coming down the, the pipeline here. We're going to try to make it more consistent. Uh, and if you guys can comment, please let me know. I'd love to know that some of you guys are out there. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You'll see my handles at the end. Uh, would you guys appreciate a consistent schedule? Do you guys find value in subscribing to the podcast? Or do you just kind of tune in when you can? All answers are acceptable, but it just kind of gives me a better insight into what you guys prefer. Want to make your guys' lives easier. Just appreciative that you guys even tune in at all. Um, but with, with Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro, that moment caught my fancy. And I wanted to quickly just tune in today and, and talk to you guys because I the, the, the question was poised to me at the end of the movie. I, I thought about it and I said, how many interns or Robert De Niro's it's not specifically Robert, but you know his character. How many people am I missing out on having epiphanies like that? How many people am I taking for granted in my life who I just think are an intern or just thinking are a neighbor or a friend or someone that's just, oh, that's Billy or, hey, that's Joanne, you know, and and you don't really stop amidst the hustle and bustle of the day. Because, I mean, Anne Hathaway's character was slammed. She was always busy. She was late to every meeting. That is actually a part of the plot, is that she just, that's why she was so disorganized. Her company was looking for a new CEO, because she could not stay organized. She could not keep herself on tag. And so in the hustle and bustle of life, you know, if we take that example and put it into our own personal lives, the hustle and bustle, the busyness of it all. We got bills to pay. We got our job. We got relationships to upkeep. We got people to make happy. We've got to just feed ourselves. We got to get a good night's sleep. We got deadlines. You know, we got dreams. We want to go explore. We want to go vacation. We got to do hobbies. Amidst all of that noise, who are you severely missing out on an opportunity to hear someone's story? And why, why would this be important? Why is this even worth talking about? Because, you know, it, movie aside, imagine the things you could learn, not just about other people, but how those things can then reflect upon yourself. Imagine the wealth of information that's out there that you, for free, are choosing to reject or refuse to take advantage of just because you don't want to settle down for a moment, try to buck up, and ask someone's story. And I, I don't know if this is making a good connection or not. You haven't seen the movie. I tried my best to give you the synopsis. But I'm serious. You know, I, I used to work in the insurance industry. And it's a fantastic, it was a fantastic learning experience. Very grateful for the memories I have. Uh, very grateful for the opportunity I was given. And I feel like I did an okay job. I was eventually put in charge of an office as an office manager. And the people I would meet 
were phenomenal, but I could have easily hit the off switch. And I'm not perfect at this, by the way. I'm just using this as an example. But the people I would meet, one guy, for example, helped pour one of the tallest towers in Calgary, Alberta. He he's a construction guy, a very businessman, a very you know business like businessman. He's very to the point. He'd pay by check religiously every month. He'd walk in. And I said, you know, you Bill, you could pay by you know electronically you can pay by credit card you you know can pay by direct deposit like why do you come in with a check it's it's almost more of an inconvenience he's like nope this is the way i've done it for 30 years or 20 years i'm going to continue to do it this way as long as you guys keep keep taking it and if anything he explained later on he liked it because he had a chance to meet the people that was taking care of his insurance i respected that but this gentleman um, you know, I could have easily just, you know, taken his check, made the pill payment or answered any of his questions over the phone wherever I could and just dismissed it. And I started to do that until I realized that this guy actually is pretty prominent. I don't know exactly what he does, but it's worth a question or two. And so I actually got to know Bill. He's a fantastic guy. There's more to him than just this job that he's doing that I know because I've insured him in a few areas, his home, his cars. And when I actually finally stopped, I said, Bill, you know, what do you do? Or how did you get into this? Ask the the five W's and the H questions. Who, what, when, where, why, and how? And suddenly you forget that you had thought that this customer was just a XYZ guy. And suddenly it's Bill who has the, the, the preference for fishing. Or Bill who used to know so-and-so that's famous now or whatever. Bill actually helped pour one of the tallest uh, towers in Calgary, one of the tallest buildings. He helped coordinate that. He told some stories of that. And and that's not a very specific example, but this is, this is a guy that that's super cool to know. But he actually told me some really cool things about business, about the construction uh, industry in, in general, but also just overall his life. You know, and there's other ones too. For example, one one job I was working in, um, in Medicine Hat growing up, um, I was getting ready to go to, to post-secondary, and I really did not want, like, a retail job. I didn't want to do McDonald's or the mall. There's nothing wrong with that uh, now because I've actually worked in retail. Huge appreciation for you guys. Um, but I just felt I wanted to get something that paid as much as possible, and uh, I wanted to work only for the summer. And so I think I've alluded to this before, but I worked a labor job. It was like an insurance restoration company. And one of the guys, you know, I was pretty new and I hated construction, but they just made me a gopher. I just lift up crap and make it work. You know, Russell, go pick up that, whatever. And one of the guys that they saddled me with was more experienced. He was very quiet, um, but a really nice guy. And I often got assigned to him, I guess. I don't know if we worked well together or he didn't find me as annoying as other gophers as well. I have no idea. But his name was Chris. Very cool guy. And, you know, throughout the summer, I got to know him more. We'd drive to Brooks. We'd drive to Calgary. If you don't know where these places are, it would just be an hour or two at a time because we'd have to go pick up equipment or we'd have to go do a renovation job. I'd have to help him, whatever. And at first, we'd just, like, talk, you know, shoot the breeze about some stuff. But then we started, and I made the – I'm a sports guy. You guys already know this. I'm a little bit sports savvy. I'm not an expert at all. And this podcast will not be purely about sports ever. You might hear a quip occasionally but that's not the emphasis but i know my stuff and so we actually ended up talking about hockey and i had no idea that that was the absolute passion of this chris guy and i'm not talking stats i'm not talking this guy could tell you stats or he could talk about games he was or used to be this is the interesting part he used to be an up-and-coming rising star in hockey 
he was actually going to go pro. Now, I know that you'd be like, well, yeah, everyone says that, Russ. But no, this guy actually told me like he was making his way through the leagues. He'd actually rub shoulders with some pretty cool hockey players. Um, I wish I could remember specifically for you. I feel like Ryan Getzlaff was one of them. If you don't know who he is, he's a captain in the National Hockey League for the Anaheim Ducks. Um, but this this guy, Chris, he told me stories of, of players that he played with in the minors that are now in the National Hockey League. He talked about his injuries. He talked about how heartbreaking it was to hear that his knees were pretty much toast and he was under 20 years old or 22 years old. And, you know, the strain it was on his relationships, his girlfriend traveling with him everywhere. And this story, this, this crazy story of a sport that I'm passionate about is coming from this dude sitting four feet away from me on these job sites that I could have totally missed out on if I just didn't have the the kahunas to be like, hey man, what's your story? Now, quick disclaimer, it's not always going to work like that, okay? And you introverts right now, I can maybe feel you guys or some of you guys shaking in your boots. That's not what this is. This is not a rebuke. This is not saying, hey, buck up and talk to people more. Because guess what? As an extrovert, as an extrovert, okay, do I strike you as an outgoing person? I better because that's why I'm doing this. I love people. I love communication. I love talking. But I can struggle to meet too many people without going in depth. I touch everyone. You know, I, I, I say hi to everyone. Everyone knows me, high fives me. Hey, hey, Russ. Hey, Russ. Hey, Russ. And I don't take time. So it's the opposite. Introverts might not reach out enough. I think I've touched on this before. But as an extrovert, I reach too many and I don't go deep with anybody. So we're both in the same camp here. It's don't miss out on your Robert De Niro. Who's your Robert De Niro? For me, I could have just continued to shoot the breeze or make, you know, crack jokes and we could have enjoyed each other perfectly fine. We didn't, we wouldn't, there's nothing at stake, like necessarily negatively other than, I mean, we could have existed the entire summer, Chris and I, and we would have perfectly enjoyed each other. And I'd be like, you know, looking back now and be like, well, that Chris was an okay guy. That Chris was very nice, you know, very quiet, but you know, he was a solid dude. I'm glad I got to work with him. Or I could say, you know, if someone brings up a hockey player's name that I recall from a story from Chris, I'm going to be like, you know what's funny? I actually met a guy that played with so-and-so. I actually met a guy who went through the exact same thing. Now, I don't personally relate to what you're saying, but Chris went through the exact same scenario. His knees were broken up and damaged, and he had to be told he wouldn't be eligible for the NHL draft. And, like, crazy stuff, right? But you won't know if you don't ask like, and the reason why I was saying about the whole insurance thing, yeah, this is this is me on an afternoon and a little bit sleep deprived. I'm sorry for getting a little bit delayed. With the insurance industry, I talked about Bill, but there was also a staff member that worked with me. She was a wonderful woman. She is a wonderful woman. Fantastic. She makes me laugh. She's adorable. She's feisty. She was everything you wanted. She was kind of like our office administrator. She would handle all the, the back office stuff because I was in sales and, and management. And... um this 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 lady was phenomenal and I loved working with her and I finally took notice that I was just taking this relationship for granted. She's doing her job, I'm doing my job, but I'm not really learning anything about her. So finally I just asked her, I said, Hey, you know, she was from she was from South America and um I think I'd, I'd heard in passing or, you know, little talks we've had before that she'd moved here like seven years ago or eight years ago or whatever, and I just said, Hey, what's your story? Why Canada? You know, I don't ever want to assume that people are leaving because they hate their country or it's not safe. I just want to understand the story. And some of my customers, it was like their countries were unsafe. But hers, I just said, you know, what's up? 
you know, you moved to Canada. Do you enjoy it? But what, where'd you come from? What were you doing back home? And she explained, she said, oh, I love my country, you know, but, you know, I, I had some family that was moving over here. The government wasn't always the best. It wasn't just necessarily somewhere I wanted to live the rest of my life. Canada was great. Um, but I'm an architect. And I was just, I was just floored. I said, what? You're an architect? She's like, I'm an architect. I'd build skyscrapers. I'd build really big buildings in my country. I said, oh my God, and you're working here? Like, I was just flabbergasted. I just, why are you working here? And she talked about how she'd have to recertify. She wasn't sure if she could or would. And the English, the English is a second language, like ESL. She was at a severe disadvantage because she was a very good architect. But then to be forced to translate that into a different language, I mean, I could sympathize, right? It's it's not the same. You can't just have everything in Spanish or, you know, she, she had to translate it. And so she said that was really tough. So she just chose that maybe that's not in the cards for her right now. And I asked her questions about buildings. I said, do you miss it? She said, yes, I miss building buildings for sure. You know, so much fun. This is what I liked about it. These are some of the risks. And she would tell really cool stories. You know, and did I glean anything particularly useful for myself? No, but did I learn of the hardships that people have to go through to sometimes immigrate to my country that I take for granted? Yes. Did it kind of open my eyes a little bit more that that grocery clerk or that man over there that's older and, you know, he's the greeter at Walmart probably has a really cool history? Yes. And why would that be important, Russell? Well, because I think that our lives are enriched. Whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, I believe our lives are enriched. Am I saying that right? I hope so. If you're cracking out your dictionary, you're correcting me under your breath, good on you. We hate you sometimes to your face, but I'm sure that we need you in other grammatically incorrect areas. So thank you for doing that. But our lives are given, you know, satisfaction. I believe that they're given more purpose, maybe, or they're just given more joy or fulfillment by learning more about the people around you. Here's the here's the hard thing, okay? I'm, I'm hugely guilty. This is a Russ Rance, authentic, vulnerable moment, okay? I love my neighbors at a distance. I love them. I could say, hey, hey, how you doing? You know, we get in their cars in the morning, you know, driving out the driveway together. You know, I love my neighbors. They're incredibly um, funny. They're incredibly friendly. But that's it. I don't know their story at all. I don't know where they came from. I don't know who they are, what they like, what their passions are. I don't know what they're trying to do in life. Well, Russell, isn't that a little bit invasive? You know, isn't that none of your business sometimes? I don't want to I don't want to be impersonal or uh, not impersonal. I don't want to be invasive. I don't want to be creepy. Well, can I ask you is is being friendly not in an over the top way? Okay, don't be obnoxious, but isn't being friendly, you know, being authentic and 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 just asking open-ended questions, isn't that a safe concept? I mean, they don't have to give you answers. If you say, you know, what's your story? Where did you come from? What do you like to do? How did you get to where you are? Like the W's and the H questions. They can choose to say, well, you know, I don't really feel comfortable talking about this. Or, you know, I'll tell you some other time, but this is the shorter version. Or just, you know, if they give you a shallow answer and you keep, you know, over time asking, then you've safely given them a choice not to get to know you. I mean, that's, that's really the risk is what we're all scared of, right? As well as, I just don't want to be creepy or that guy. If you ask mature, cool questions, I don't think there's a risk. But again, going back to that movie, Robert De Niro, his character was very experienced. And if anything, he knew that building, 
like the back of his hand. He knew administration. He knew organization. And you actually see it throughout the movie, you guys, with the intern. He he starts actually getting tons of work, and he's actually helping the receptionist be more efficient. And she's like the CEO, Anne Hathaway's receptionist, is drowning. She's emotional. She's actually a very funny character. And uh, and Robert De Niro helps her. And Anne Hathaway starts entrusting more and more. Why? Because she got the full picture. She didn't. She did see the immediate actions that we're helping contribute to today. But also understanding more of his backstory enabled trust. And you never know, you guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to emphasize this the best I can. You never know when you're going to need to know the story of someone else. You're, you never know when meeting so-and-so, learning his story or her story, learning about relationships, un- maybe realizing that you guys know the same people or you've been a part of the same organization or you've had the same passions and desires, you never know when that's going to help change your life. Well, Russ, is that what this whole podcast is about? Is that if we don't do this, our lives aren't going to mean as much or that we're, we're actually missing out on key things about our life and it sucks? No, this isn't meant to be a downer at all. This is meant to be something that you guys can drive to work to or at night listen to and think, huh, I don't really know so-and-so very well. And if I just occasionally take the time to ask them a little bit about themselves, I might learn something. I might learn something very cool, or I might find out that they're an excellent uh, resource in this area that I'm, I'm curious about. Like, here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal, okay? Um, I've grown up in a very relational family. My family wears their heart on their sleeves. Um, they, they love people, they love relationships. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I got that because it taught me the value of relationships and through my parents' connections, cause they are very well connected and, and, you know, even internationally, there are people right now, as I continue on in my journey in Russ rants, um, with the podcast and just learning about stuff like this, there are friends of mine who I could have easily chosen to disregard more than just the, the shallow relationship. And by shallow, I don't mean like a negative shallow, like the, the guy's a D-bag shallow to his girlfriend. No, I just mean like you don't know more than his name is Steve and he's a really nice guy. No, I, I mean more than that. But there are people in the actual production, podcast, media, music, studio, recording, producer, industry that I now have the pleasure of knowing and we have actually the trust where I could actually reach out to them at at a moment's notice, just in a casual text or a quick phone call and ask their advice and five to 10 minutes later, they've given me some very valuable advice. It doesn't, it, it can be selfish as long as you're doing it healthily. I don't want you to use people, but if you want more value in life or you kinda have to have that whole what's in it for me mentality, hey, that's okay, some of us are wired like that, I'm a little bit wired like that myself. What's the reward? What's in it for me? There could be great rewards in knowing some people around you better. They could trust you with more. They might think that, you know, hey, you have used for this. Awesome. You know, like here's a, some old equipment. That's actually what happened with this whole podcast is uh, one of my relatives, my, my uncle, he and I aren't very tight. He and I aren't very close. But I do love music, and so does he. He actually was a, a studio producer um, where he lives, and, and then he switched careers later on. He's a fantastic electric guitarist. He's a brilliant, brilliant musician, and he still has a private studio in his house. But uh, he and I got to talking one time, and I asked him more about his history and his background. How did he get into music? What did he learn? Very cool stories, you guys. And then I brought up that I was starting a podcast. 
guess what happened? Now, I'm not going to say that this happens all the time, okay? But this is just a very cool example. He said, you know what? I have an older Lexicon audio interface. Why don't you have it? Why don't you try it out? And he just gave me some brief instructions, told me to Google the rest, and the rest is history. I don't have top-notch equipment, but he gave me something that was incredibly valuable that I would have had to pay for, and he even gave me tips on how to use it. Again, that's not going to happen all the time, and I hope you're not going to go over to your neighbor super friendly now and ask them all the questions in hopes they give you stuff for free. That's not what I'm saying, but there are things you can miss out on in life if you don't take advantage of that. You know what I mean? I, I hope that's kind of making sense. I, My youngest brother, Lyndon, uh, we're going to have him on the podcast in a few weeks here. He's a gem. He's fantastic. You guys are going to love it. We're going to talk a little bit about his YouTube days, what he's doing now, the balance of producing on YouTube uh, back when it first started, actually. Like back when YouTube started to really start taking off, people could kind of realize that it could become a career in marketing. Um, so we're going to talk to him. But my youngest brother, Lyndon, as a child growing up with my, my three brothers, um, he had no fear. He would meet anybody that came across our path and get to know them. He would ask them questions because he was young, right? He was a kid, but instinct, instinctively, he would just ask more than just what they were giving him in a conversation. He'd be like, you know, for example, there's this guy, this sketchy dude, but he was around the block in, in our house um, in Medicine Hat growing up. And he had a garage sale open. Every day from the middle of spring until the middle of fall, it was illegal because he was running a tax-free business out of his home claiming it as a garage sale, but that's beside the point. Okay, sketchiness aside business-wise, I do not remember his name. I'm sorry. I actually mentioned it the other day to my brother, and my and Lyndon just ripped it off. He's like, oh, so-and-so. Um, for the sake of this podcast, we're going to call him Ross. No, not because my name is Russ. I think legitimately he said his name was Ross. I'm very sorry if it isn't. But Ross was this dude, a little bit, you know, heavier. He always wore ripped, tattered plaid shirts, like plaid collared shirts, you know, like the woodsman or the lumberjack shirts. He'd wear those, but they always had rips in them, almost like oil stains all around the place, and it smelled terrible. And then you have like a Led Zeppelin or an ACDC t-shirt underneath, and then a bandana. He was in his mid-40s, an older gentleman, a little bit thicker, and he'd have like stringy, curly, longer, grayish and white hair. And it was not very well kept because it doesn't look like he showered very much, okay? The purpose of this was I actually bought a faulty drum kit from this dude for a friend of mine. My, my, I helped my friend get a drum kit. I was very stupid and young, and I thought I knew what I was doing. And I, can, I said to my friend, yeah, this looks like a reputable drum kit. Let's get it. And it turned out to be a complete wash. We got scammed. And anyways... But this dude, though, that was it for me. I was like, no, man, screw you. You know, you treated me and my friend wrong. I'm not putting up with this bull crap. I'm never coming back here again. Lyndon heard that story, and he just said, well, I'm not going to buy something really expensive. I just want to look at his garage sale all the time because I know that he goes, you know, vintage uh, store shopping, and then he brings it to the garage sale. So it's just a shortcut for me because I'm a kid and I can't drive all the time. So I'm going to go around the block to this garage sale, and I'm going to see what he has all the time. And Lyndon got to talking to this dude. He did. He would have conversations. This guy would talk about his touring days. He was in a rock band. His ear damage is just incredible because he, you know, his ears would bleed at concerts. They'd turn up their speakers so high. And no one believed in ear, you know, hearing protection at that time when he was touring. Um, he did some LSD, you know. So Lennon explained, he's like, that's kind of why he was a bit Ako Taco to talk about at this garage sale. 
but this dude, apparently Lyndon, you know, he wasn't always amazing, this guy, but Lyndon quite enjoyed him. And that blows my mind. Lyndon did that with tons of people. I'd be like, oh, man, yeah, so-and-so, yeah, I didn't even know he was around anymore. How's he doing? And Lyndon would just be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And just tell me where they're at and their story and their hobbies, and that's very cool. That's very cool. Lyndon is a gem that way. He'll dig up stuff all the time on people, and he'll learn their backstory, not in a manipulative way, but uh, I just want to know your story way. And I thought that that's so cool. He's adding a lot of value to his life for free just because he's choosing not to take people for granted. So here's, here's what I'm going to end the podcast with. Take a look around. Don't, you don't have to do it for everyone, okay? Again, I don't want introverts shaking in their boots and extroverts panting because they're already so exhausted of, of emotionally reaching out to everyone they meet. Pick a few or pick one. Just pick one. And if they're a dud, I'm sorry, okay? Disclaimer, you can't sue me for a concept like this. But if they're a dud, well, whatever. They, you know, they tell you that they just always wanted to be an accountant and they dreamed of numbers day and night. Well, I'm sorry. At least you know that story, okay? It's not as exciting as the one I was hoping you'd get, but it's there. But pick one person that you think, you know what? I've, I've built up a very casual rapport with this person, you know, maybe it's the mailman at your office and you're always responsible for getting the mail. Maybe take a few moments and ask Bill, you know, where he comes from. How long has he been in the mail? How long has he been a, a mailman for? Why? Well, because maybe he'll tell you eventually that his son's going in pro hockey or uh, pro football or, or maybe that his son's taking an honors class at Harvard and he's very proud of him, but he's over here. You know, you know what I mean? Cool stuff can happen, you guys. You can get stuff. Well, I just, I still don't see the value. Well, then I think you've missed the whole point is that it's not all about you. And if the more you focus on other people, the cooler you're going to learn about everyone around you. You're going to have support occasionally when you're going to need help. And people are going to want to give you help because they trust you because it's not all about you. See how that whole reciprocative process works? Yeah. So pick a person. Pick one. Or pick your office mates if you think there's three to four people that you want to get to know more. But don't be creepy, okay? Don't be creepy. I, I wish I could give you a list of resources and be like, if you read this book and in 10 days, you'll be making friends in no time. That's not the point. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> but but pick, a, pick a few people and start casually in casual, acceptable situations. Ask them the W's and the H questions. Where did you come from? Why are you doing this right now? What do you like to do? What about this is where you wanted to shoot for? Or where do you want to see yourself down the road if this job isn't what you're looking for? And suddenly just sit back, right? They always say you have two ears and one mouth for a reason because you're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. So try that. Maybe you will find the coolest Robert De Niro you've ever heard of. And maybe they will be the shoulder that you need to lean on once or twice, and they might turn into some of the best friends and best relationships you've ever had. So that's it. That's it for me. It's been a while. Missed you guys. We are working on some really cool stuff down the road. Um, it's not just a podcast. We are hoping. I'll, I'll have more details later on. But we are hoping to kind of expand a little bit more of the Russ Rants world. And again, guys, it doesn't take a lot. Give me some feedback. 
You can tell me to F off. I mean, that would be mean, but you can. But you can also say, hey, appreciated this, or I would like you to elaborate a little bit more on this next time, uh, or I would like to know more stories or less story talk. Let's get more guests in here because that's fun for me personally. A little bit of a selfish moment on my, on my end. But And if you want to get these podcasts more regularly, you can go on to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. Click that subscribe button if you'd like to support. Uh, I swear it's no more than once a week if I'm lucky or once every two weeks. But thank you so very much again for joining me on the Russ Rants podcast. I do look forward to talking to you next time. And I hope you guys crush it and have a great week. Thank you so very much. Thank you for listening to this latest episode of Russ Rants. It has been a pleasure. You can find us on any major podcast platform. Please feel free to subscribe to support. And you can find me on Twitter at Russ Rants number one, Instagram, which is Russ Rants, and email, which is russrantsreal at gmail.com. I look forward to seeing you guys next time. Take care.